You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Like, oh my god, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his poor penis. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? How big were her breasts? <laughs> Hello, friends. Hey, hey. Welcome to episode two of yes. Well, Well, Villanelle. Welcome back. What's oh. up? How's the shitty Oscars? <laughs> <laughs> shitty. Oh, very, very few faves won. Um, so everyone probably had a shitty Oscars like we did. Uh, but but if you guys saw that Entertainment Weekly cover, I uh, just got mine in the mail officially, officially. I want to say yesterday, but the pictures went online about three days ago. Um, uh, the cover of Entertainment Weekly is oh, featuring our this. two Hold favorite on. ladies. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Oh, wait, you haven't seen the cover yet? No. I thought I put in a jet. DC's right. the cover. Um, DC's the cover. <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> they look so good. So on the cover we have um Jody and Sandra and Jody is like kissing a dagger. That's pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Uh one of the pictures that was going viral when they initially published these things uh was the picture with like it's like an Adam and Eve kind of situation where Eve is holding the apple. And mm. Jody's holding her elbow oh so delicately in the photo. And it's mm. like, hmm. So symbolism here, I think. Mm. Who is tasting the forbidden fruit, maybe, this season? Eve, Eve, are you tasting the forbidden fruit of murder, of villanelle, of both? All of the above? You know, title cards holding the apple, making me think <laughs> of Eve. I haven't seen that since ABC's Desperate Housewives. Wow. And if we're going to think about... The fact that, um, well, none of these ladies will qualify as a housewife at all. No, these are not working at all. ladies. No, no. But, you know, there might be a little uh, um, itching to get out of the rut. <laughs> 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 it seems like they're both trapped in some sort of cycle that they're trying to break free from. And, and it's really evident with how not by the rules they're both going. They're both going right, yeah. Uh, how unconventional um, yeah. their stories is. There's also a great picture of them fencing. And beautiful gowns. I, well, as someone who has fenced herself, but also just women in swordplay, I'm just going to keep it just 100. That is it. It's top, top notch, top quality content. Um, so thank you, Entertainment Weekly, for having them take those damn photographs. They're fantastic. You guys should check it out. Um, I don't know if you get Entertainment Weekly, but if you don't, buy this, buy this issue. I'm going to frame it and put it on the wall here in the studio because that's what they deserve y'all heard it here first get those pics get those pics bbc's still waiting for some swag you fucking bitches but that's another story um so we actually just finished rewatching the pilot the first episode of killing eve yes nice face i know some of you guys as it's called yeah some of you guys just watched it too i know you're just getting on board nice face that is really the name of the episode that's really the name of the episode yeah (sighs) Which, I mean, it's interesting because it definitely, I feel like there's, you know, a double meaning there because, you know, there's, a, she says nice face to the guy client she sees, the Italian man that she has to kill. But obviously she also sees a nice face in Eve at the end of the episode where she's about to complete her murder mm-hmm. and she's a little shook in a bathroom. 
Which is very unprofessional, actually. Yeah. Because, you know, I would think, like, as, a, as an assassin, like, you, you got to get in and out. You don't want anyone to see you who's not necessary. You don't need to be noticed. And that definitely couldn't have been part of her game plan to be so obviously rememberable by Eve because she was staring and gawking a little bit. And then had some advice at the end that Eve right. took. Cause she was like, I like that advice. You That's should good wear advice. it down. I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> Anything else I should do? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about how this opens, which is pretty iconic, uh, which is an ice cream shop. And V is studying a kid's interaction with a shop clerk. And, you know, she initially tries to smile at the girl and the girl's like, bitch, please. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Only because it's, I guess it's, maybe it was a genuine, hey, how's it going kind of smile from to Vill- the little girl. Oh, you think so? But, I mean, I guess the little girl felt like, oh, I'm worth more than this. So, you know. She was like, bitch, that's a D. You have not passed this acting <laughs> class for, for smiling. And then Villanelle was like, hold on, let me try again. Let me look at this uh, this fool over here. Yeah, she was giving ice all cream. those teeth to that ice cream guy. I was like, uh, mm. <laughs> uh. And then she gave the teethy smile to the child, and suddenly the child had a little bit of space for her. All right. Um, but then she mm. was like, fuck you. When she right. threw the ice cream in her chest, and that was amazing. She taught it- her. This is what it is. <laughs> she taught her, how dare you force me to perform this this pleasantry to you. To you. Like, if anything, I should be able to be real with you as you know yeah like you should be able to see me and you look i'm tired you're tired too sometimes right <laughs> but no you want me to be all outside of myself and appease you with these fake feelings so wear this ice cream well and she she did that she did that and we cut Ooh, to what Eve. time is it oh well, there's blood on my oh, oh, look at the bloody like, oh shit i got that motherfucker's blood still on my watch let me let me get to and she probably went shopping after that um but yeah we cut from there to eve waking up in like her and actually you know she has a dead arm right and she's screaming in agony because her arm's asleep and she's waking up and i feel like this is actually some kind of euphemism or analogy for her whole fucking marriage and her life that it is dead and she is internally screaming to get out of this fucking horror show much like uh anyone who did the homework and went to go see catfight much like catfight where she's like why am I married? Why do I have a kid? <laughs> why Why is this my life? Why am I not allowed to drink, husband? Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, she was just like, God damn it. What the fuck? She has a predictable and unexciting life. And we sort of are greeted by that immediately with her and her dude, Nico, with a stash. Yeah, he's not creepy at all. Not at all, guys. No. Uh, then we meet Elena. Who I love. Yes. Oh, She's that hard cute. cut to meet Elena was like, at least we have the whole weekend to, you know, sleep off, you know, <laughs> the exciting karaoke of the night before. I know. But no, everyone got pulled into the office for an emergency meeting. I mean, with salty ass Frank, who clearly doesn't get to hang out with the cool kids. <laughs> you guys had a party last night. You guys obviously were out late. No one invited me. What the fuck? Um, and we meet Carolyn for the first time this episode in yes. this MI6 meeting because she's in town. Uh, she's a big wig. She's super important. And there's murder. There's a murder. And she's like, guys, we need info on this murder. And, you know, she's talking about how sophisticated the bleed out was that he was bleeding out for a minute before anyone noticed. And Eve's reaction is cool. I mean, it was <laughs> cool. It was cool. It was pretty cool. She, I mean, well, you know, 
the beginning of her admiration or actually the continued right. evidence the of her continued. admiration for murder uh just sort of sleeping out there and you know she even though she kind of like thinks twice the first time she does eventually mention to carolyn that she thinks the murderer is a woman mm-hmm. and that you know the dude that was killed was a misogynist and he might not have suspected a woman so it all makes sense and carolyn's like hey bitch thanks and we're back to villanelle after this scene um to her in her plum trench coat with shopping bags, which we think is like her tradition, like murder, shopping, Mm -hmm. and then sex, probably. Um, Maybe in that order, maybe sometimes at the same time, who knows. And she is going back to her crib, and we we see the French old lady, the little French French landlord, (laughs) who she, (laughs) she she got the bags. She's struggling down the stairs <laughs> with the trash. <laughs> so, okay. So, Vodel puts down her little shopping and she's watching her come down the steps. She's like, Ale. you're almost there. <laughs> you could do it. Just come one on. more step. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, and this is great because, you know, in the space of like 10 minutes, we've seen Villanelle be rude to, you know, in society. Right. We are the not young, supposed to be rude to the young, the babies, all. the child and the elderly woman <laughs> who is struggling with her bags. And then she's trying to pull the door open. And she's like, oh, <laughs> she, she gets it open. She gets it open. One step out. Oh, oh do, you do you need help? <laughs> do you need help with your bag? That old lady was like, fuck the fuck right off. I like their relationship, though. Right, yes. I do. It's, it's honest. That's, that's it's love. honest. Right. It is. See, it's that's, honest. that's what she should have been able to do with the little girl where it's like, you know, we don't have to pretend. The little girl not there yet. I know. She like her mama. Yeah. Uh, we don't even know her mama, but I'm just going to guess. See, life comes at you fast. Life comes at you real fast. And so we get into V's apartment for the first time, and it's kind of a delicious oxymoron of what's going on. Yeah, I don't know who does her decor. I mean, it could be her, but... I sort of, like, part of me gets the feeling that, okay, I mean, it's Paris, and it's a pretty decent-sized flat, but I don't fucking know what the rent market is like in Paris right now. But I get the feeling that maybe it was a bit run down because the paint is a shit show on the wall, and certain things are really messed up, but then you look at other things like her faucet finishings and inside her super old antique wardrobe is all these new couture great clothes and mingled in with like her weapons and her toiletries and I don't know her apartment actually seems very young I think actually like like what I would expect a young assassin's apartment to look like if they had a flair for the dramatic and the expensive right like I'm trying to imagine. So she waited for these like plumbers to come and do these installs. <laughs> Maybe like, she did it herself. Maybe she's a little DIY. She now was that would be wall. great. If you, y'all would have gave me a scene of her in this episode doing any type of DIY, I would have been like, Actually, I'm on yeah, it. But cool. you know what? You never know. Some of these tools she's using to kill, they're a little hot tech. That's true. These That's true. could be all her little inventions. Her little tinkerings yeah. or like things she keeps bringing back to the spot after a kill. They're like, how could so much blood come out of such a small... Oh, that's an interesting thought. What if everything in her apartment, like the the silk throw that we eventually get to at the end, is something she acquired after a kill? So let's say she gets the apartment from Constantine. Ooh, like a trophy. And it's naked, no, like a little trophy, like maybe, a little trophy case no, of stuff. Maybe not even Constantine gives her that apartment. What if one of her marks used to live there? She's just like, well, this is mine now. Wow, wow, wow. I like that idea. I, I mean, like there's there, there's the idea of like killers keeping, you know, mementos, especially if they were like, that was cool. That was fun. I mm-hmm. enjoyed that. And we definitely know that Villanelle enjoys her job. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to stare until the life leaves your eyes. I'm not, I'm still here. <laughs> 
Still here, still looking. Oh, mm-hmm. it's there over. It goes. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how she looked into Homeboys. Oh, little, yeah. uh, little Italian granddaddy who died. And his poor grandson who will definitely need therapy. That uh, poor boy. He didn't deserve that because he's, I mean, he's going to know that like, oh, it was me who helped the assassin kill my granddaddy. <laughs> what the fuck? Help. Um, There's no way he would have known that she was <laughs> serious. He was like, will you eat me? <laughs> oh, my She's God. Like, mm. Maybe, Maybe just, just, your head. <laughs> just your head. Just your head. Which, in retrospect, that's like the most fucked up and weird part of a person to eat. Because what are you going to get out of a head? The brain, I guess. I oh, know. wait a minute. Ask, I just ask the praying mantis. You know, that's like, how they do. Uh, Indiana Jones. That problematic one that was way back when where they ate the brains. Oh man. See? Why did that even happen? It shouldn't why, have. Why do we why do we do that? With the monkey brains? <laughs> That's what popped into my head where she was like, Oh, she was gonna eat his head. Okay, great. Um, what happens after that? So I don't Let's even know see. what do we say after that. Okay, she so kills the granddaddy, right? Um we're but back at Eve at some point and she's trying to talk to the witness that is left behind who's completely you know fucked up up. on Mm -hmm. heroin and who knows what the fuck she just saw her old man get murdered she's tripping and eve tries to get some information out of her doesn't work but she records it secretly records it for her husband nico and his friend friend friend, son that can't be i mean he he has other parents because he has to (laughs) dom sidekick dom the sidekick i don't know i don't know IT specialist. Also, did you uh, notice that the one line she said she knows or one of the lines she said she knows in Polish was get your arse into bed? And in my mind, I'm like, is that the writer's trying to tell us that that's a bad like line from Nico? Like a sexy line, like get your arse into bed, Eve. Or is it just sort of like get your arse into bed? It's late. You've been working all day. <laughs> like, it's one oh, or the other. Like, it's either yeah, sexy. Like, because I feel like if she says she knows that, it's because he said it to her. And it's either sexy or ut- for utility. And given the way their relationship looks, I feel like it's for it's, utility. It's utility. It's utility. I don't, I don't think he ever said that in any kind of sexy way. I don't I don't know if they've her. ever operated in a sexy way. They, they don't ooze sex. If, it, if they did, it was in 1999, back when Eve said she last flirted initially. Whenever that was, 19... 19- you know, back when Buffy the Vampire Slayer was still on, motherfucking Xena was still on, and it was still the the WB, not the CW. That's 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 the kind of time frame we're talking about. And I'm pretty sure she was watching all that too, trying to figure out why her juices stopped flowing. Hello, <laughs> you stop watching the shows. This is why your juice is not flowing no more. Now you're in the bed stabbing yourself with a blunt object, trying to watch. Okay, let's talk about that for a second. Running up your thigh. Nico comes into the crib and she's just stabbed herself in the thigh, thinking all kinds of. Uh, a thoughts a little maybe a little masochism maybe a little sadism who knows what's going on in there nico comes in he sees the dead body of the dude who's bleeding out and he's like gross and she's like amazing or what did she, <laughs> says, what did she say awesome impressive she says something like that um and he was like wait oh wait what Are you awesome and then she was like um hey oh yeah she said impressive hey nico um you need um, to kill me. <laughs> She's like, segue. Right. Have you ever thought about killing me? Um, and if you have, like, what is it? He's like, uh, wow, that's no. No, I haven't. And she's like, well, I have. Let me tell you. I would paralyze your ass and then I would murder you and then I would chop you up and then I would employ acid and then I would flush the remains. It was it was beautiful. She was the like, way oh. the the incredible thought out 
like nature of it is what is impressive for Eve because I feel like she probably contemplated how she should how she could murder Nico several times and then arrived to that one as the best conclusion after putting a little paper together for herself and being like well of these 10 options option C is the most worthwhile where I chop him up and I'm a little I'm a little it's funny that he wasn't a little taken aback by that I mean, just a little. I mean, she tried to play it off. She was like, yeah, is this, is this working for you? No. <laughs> She's like, are you turned on? It's like immensely. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. She is. I don't know if he was, but she definitely was. What happens after that? So we've got Nico being a boring husband, Eve breaking the rules. This is her beginning. This is the beginning of her breaking all the rules yes. because she starts just on the slippery slope of rule breakage. She's not supposed to go back to the witness, but she does. And when she gets there, Who's there? Who's in the bathroom? Villanelle. Mm-hmm. And Eva's doing her hair. Villanelle comes out and blows her whole fucking cover in a sense because she's a little too shook by Sandra's nice hair and her nice face. And she's like, well, let me just ponder for a moment how nice this is. And then of course, Eve is like, um, hello, are you okay? What do you, you're staring? And she tries to run off, tells her she leave her hair down. Eve is into it. She leaves it down and then she as she pees after the fact, right? Like she yeah, pees after that. After the so fact. while that was happening, people were getting the murder. Yes, they all. She didn't hear anything. Died. She, I mean, I guess credit to Villanelle because it the was phone. really silent. Oh, right. she was on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like Villanelle killed a heck of a lot of people for it to not make a a peep. Like a I'm sound? sorry, Nico, could you repeat that again? I I just can't hear you over the blood curling screams of all the orderlies. Of all the orderlies <laughs> and that one, that one cop <laughs> that I had drinks with at the bar mm. two weeks ago. After work. So um, I want to quickly just segue and give props to Villanelle, this wonderful woman. When she scaled the wall like she was Tomb Raider, she scaled <laughs> the outside because she didn't have an invite to this uh, this grandpa's party. Does she ever have an invite? And, Probably you not. know, she uh, found herself in, t- in, the gram- in the grandmother's closet and she's like, these clothes do not inspire. These clothes do not spark joy. I want to throw all these clothes out. This is not my closet. But right. all this needs to burn. Random right. security guard thinks he hears a noise, makes his way over to the closet. She goes, oh, shit. <laughs> and I think she's going to, like, jump in the closet and hide. No. I think she's going to go climb under the bed. No. She goes in a suitcase. No. She's inside the suitcase. She said, oh, yes, I am double jointed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but this is like, this is, I think, classic Villanelle being so extra, so over the top. Like, and this is has to be part of what Eve finds fascinating and alluring that she hasn't fully identified yet is the fact that we have this assassin who has an incredible amount of style and flair and just like extra, just straight up extraness, like the diva version of being an assassin. Because yes. who has to go into a suitcase and then furthermore, flip it upright, go through the effort of, of like <laughs> struggling in that fucking suitcase, flipping yourself upright just to blend, just to fucking blend. Villanelle's a true fucking pro. I'll tell you what. <laughs> she's fucking, she's, she's an ace. It was amazing. I gave her two props, or true props for that, rather. Um, but wait, could we also talk about Eve Eve and her husband in the bedroom? Because we, we bypassed that probably because on a subconscious and conscious level, Ugh, we didn't want to go back there. Right. But let's talk about that dry as fuck, almost sex scene that definitely didn't happen. Where they were like in bed, it's fucking boring, it's fucking dry. They're like, let's turn out the lights, let's go. Like, just they don't even like, kiss each other right. good night. They just roll the fuck over. It was like, oh, good night. And then she's like, hold up, afterthought obligations. Um, do you want to have sex? And he's like, all right, yeah, I guess, yeah, sure. And so she goes in for the kiss, and she goes, I know that they're lying about this killer being a woman. <laughs> 
she can't look aphrodisiac this for eve is like let me talk about this case let me talk about my favorite woman assassin she goes on a tangent about the case and then he's he gives her some advice and then she fucking rolls the fuck back right. over and then she's like oh shit my bad oh yes. uh, sex sex and he's like actually i'm, I'm a bit knackered <laughs> i mean that's sad that's they're setting up i mean we on this rewatch, I'm seeing that from the jump, they're sh- they're telling us that this marriage is in danger. This marriage is on the rocks. It's 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 boring. It's yeah, but dead in the water. Essentially, but I'm watching it from a spiral staircase kind of way because I'm watching Villanelle and her relationship with Constantine also showing the same same effects where he's saying, you know. Yeah, I got you. You know, you thought I was dead. She's repeating lines that he's saying. Right. You should stay and watch a movie with me. No, no. It's not <laughs> you know, it, it, it's like she wants more out of what she has in her life. And she's not allowed to have it because of her job. And she's I mean, like, so that's like the companionship right aspect, right? That despite the fact that, you know, she's not a neurotypical person, perhaps if she, you know, psychopathic tendencies, but that doesn't mean that, you know, she's a sociopath and she can't connect or does not want actual, you know, emotional connections with people. And yeah, like you said, as we get from that, that conversation with her and Constantine is that they've had it several times. She's asked him several times to watch a movie and every time he's like, maybe next time. Or we'll do this. And so they can finish each other's sentences or say it at the same time because it's just kind of like, it's almost like expected banter that will never live up to anything. And then, you know, she got a bonus for doing the job so well. But then she got screamed at for leaving that one victim alive, the drugged up uh, girlfriend. And, you know, it's just it's her well, being I mean, told that she... she's not great at what she's great at, which is, hello, a slap in the face. Like, how dare you tell me I'm not good at what I do? And That's he's true. like, make it look like an accident. Whoa, 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 whoa. We, my job is to <laughs> kill, not to dress up these kills to look like things to fit a narrative for somebody else. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm sent to do. I just eliminate. That's it. That's all I do. I feel like, but I mean, I feel like that's also an aspect of her restlessness because clearly at some point they were like, do it and make it like this. And she was like, yeah, okay. And she did it. But of course, uh, you know, over the past two years that she's been presumably working for the 12, she's been escalating in her showiness of it and whether or not, you know, I don't have to make it look like a suicide because it doesn't matter. And I think at this point, you know, even before Eve has come in, which is why Eve entering the picture completely threw off the whole shit. It's because before Eve enters the thing, Constantine barely has control. Constantine is in there like, come on, come on, like do this thing. And she's like, maybe, but also no, like I'll do what you want. I'll kill this person, but I'm going to do it the way that I want. And there's nothing you can do to stop me. And that's exactly what she puts on display there um, with Constantine um, who interrupts her post coitus threesome. Which, you know, I like to see that Villanelle has fun, that she lets loose. <laughs> could you could you just escort your guests please? <laughs> well, Constantine's pretty rude. He could try to knock, but I guess handlers don't knock. Um, I'm sure, listen, he got a, well, I, we can't talk about what he got because we're was, not They there was yet. banging on the, new, on the new silk throw, right? Because she already had the throw. Yeah. By the time, yeah. Yeah, see? Doesn't this feel great? <laughs> Doesn't this feel good in your skin? Mm-hmm. Um, and or I guess we should also mention Frank. Because Frank is up in this episode. Frank's a dick. We 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 figure out that he's an asshole from the jump because oh, he's annoying. happy birthday, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday to Frank, psych. And then Frank is a dick to Eve at the end when he's like, it's all your fault. These The girl and all these people died, which, come on. Like, but that's obvious on the take banter because they did yeah, the same thing yeah. in like every totally. other show we did. What? 
what was that? Remember when everybody was getting paid under Kingpin, and then the boss lady was like, "Oh yeah, that was this was all on you." It's like no, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is all on you, buddy. Actually, you're the one who's a whole ass traitor I to your country. I just went to pee, and everyone was dead. Like that is not my fault. Oh, my favorite phone call. So after oh, after boobs. they listened to the recording, right? And then you know the young IT assistant. I don't know what. I don't Elena, know what she she's, probably she's probably like part hacker, part investigator. Well, I know part. she is, but um, Nico's mini hacker. Um, oh, his job, his chess buddy. His, Wait, what? His we don't know scout? what his job is. We I, oh, he works at a center, or maybe he's just always there with his with his friend Dom, his 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 coworker. I don't know what what they do. <laughs> I don't know what they do. But I he, said he's a stay at home wife, but I just but he can't be because he wasn't at home. Right. So he's. He's at the center. Maybe it's Polish related. Maybe he's the director and he's like filming all the <laughs> scenes and he's literally everywhere and supposed to be the voice of reason. I like how little we've gleamed about Nico, even though this is probably like my what third or fourth time watching. I mean, if any of you one. know, was there a, if you know, if you care, what's Nico's interview? job? Man? Right. We're just, not going to rewind and look I, for it. I can't. If they don't say it in the next coming episodes, we're not going to know you guys. We don't know. What Maybe Nico he's does. just professionally unemployed. Like that can be a thing. <laughs> Man, that means he's a, like a hobosexual. Though. I mean, mm-hmm. well, I'm sure they got them over. There. Another reason for Eve to drop him. Yes, to be perfectly honest. I mean, they they decipher the slang, and it's something about like a flat-chested. Uh, oh right, girl. okay. So the flat-chested thing. She's talking with her, and she's like, "Tell me how big her boobs are." And she's like, "Oh, what's that?" I'm looking for very particular details there, Eve. And they talk about how the Polish girl says she was flat chested. But as we saw, when she finished the mission, she had on a bulletproof vest that were compressing her chest, which is probably why they said that, because Villanelle's not flat chested. Because the way they described it, flat as a board. Impossible. So it was clearly an indication that she was wearing something strapping down. And now I'm getting this vibe of she's waiting for the misandry to leap out of these men before she retaliates with the murder. So she's waiting for the crack, the wisecrack from the this guy while oh, his girlfriend's yeah. gone who has no chest apparently <laughs> so that she can be like, so she oh, can be like okay, that's how me, you feel. Yeah. Uh, murder. Hold that. I like to I like to I like to dream and fantasize that she adds I mean, a little bit of misandry even with her with, male kills. Even with the old man where he was like, Oh, are you my president? And then she's like mm. <laughs> We've only <laughs> seen her kill one woman on camera and that was the, the woman she killed with the perfume in an upcoming episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean I feel like it'd be nice if there was a bit of misandry include I mean, doesn't there have to be though, just just by virtue of her killing men? She like, literally just told by default. She told the guy like you should really ask before you put your hands on someone or something like that. True, true, true. And that's consent, guys. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. 2019, but apparently it's still a mystery to so many people what consent actually is. So you have a needle in your eye that's injecting you with this this toxin? <laughs> it, it, oh, it doesn't feel good. Oh, you rather I had not done that? Is that is that what you're saying? That was such a beautiful, ornate needle too, man. Oh, Villanelle has such style when she kills. It's no wonder that Eve is a fucking fan, quite frankly. Um, uh, what else? I feel like, did we, we, we covered mostly everything that happened in this episode. There's Eve, there's Carolyn. She's like, it's a woman. People are like, no, it's not. But then by the end of the episode, people are like, wow, we think maybe possibly you are correct that it is a woman. Oh, yeah. Frank uh, fires Eve because Eve's like, I know oh, that's that right. How can, we forget, how can we forget the dick swap comment? Oh, man. 
I'm Man. going to call him a dick swab. I mean, but that's what he's acting like. That is such a, a great unused insult by many a dick swab. As we mentioned, that guy that was trending from the story who hadn't washed his dick in uh, 24 years <sighs> and had, you know, medical grade dick cheese as described by the doctors. And it's like, yo, like someone calls you a dick swab, particularly of a man with dick cheese that is two decades plus old. I mean, that is that is cantankerous. That is quite an insult. That's worse than just saying bitch. Or fuck you, motherfucker. It's it's beyond. Oh, I, I, I don't even <laughs> want this face, gum anymore. Your face like, is contorting. I'm sorry. I am all the listeners. Gum I'm fucking sorry. But at the same time, because I had to hear that story, I ha- I watched that little micro vignette of a documentary of like a dude who hadn't washed his balls and dick in 25 years. How do you just get used to that smell? And you're like, oh, that's just what they smell like. Look, I. <laughs> like, oh i i cannot i cannot i cannot um so yeah frank is a dick swab those are facts those are accurate facts villanelle has the wonderful throw on her bed i mean she was kind of staring at the postcard for the kill like maybe she i i wouldn't say that she was thinking about that she was potentially pondering the bitch she saw in the bathroom she's like well she was cute i wonder what she was up to. i mean i would love for that to be what she was thinking about the only other option or explanation i can think of is she was thinking oh um i may have screwed the pooch this time because i was (laughs) maybe i shouldn't talk to that bitch maybe i I shouldn't i know like i really was told to kill one person and i kind of went a little overboard you think she cares i don't know that she actually cares yet because it's well i mean i guess we'll have to see but i just feel like she doesn't actually like she has zero fucks for constantine and the 12 and at this point she doesn't even know that that they're the 12 she's still just sort of like i'm just doing what constantine says and i'm good with that i'm good like give me my money give me my target and i'm fine i feel like she's bored she does see constantine as a glass as the keeper of her glass ceiling but she's trying to wear him down oh did i make you nervous oh did you get a haircut and you know the the questions get a little more perby each time, so. right? Um, oh, and she and she did talk to Carolyn. Um, I feel like did they they show she showed up at her at her crib? At yeah, the, she was evening. like, uh, "Let's go to the store, and get She's some milk. Like, let's, let's go to the bodega and get some." Well, I guess no, yeah, they, they do don't not have call bodegas, it bodegas in the UK. Delete, delete, retract. Sorry. I take that back, you guys. The store. What did wait? What do they call it? Um, you know what? I don't Dude, know. Do you guys have like a, a, it was like almost at like a gas station market <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Something that's late night that's like maybe a Walgreens-ish, but like Ma Pa scaled. She does also say to Carolyn, which is interesting, when Carolyn suggests that, you know, Nico would believe she's having an affair. And she's like, oh, no, no, Nico would believe I was a secret agent before he believed I was having an affair. And I'm like, yeah, because your fucking relationship is so uh. fucking dead. And so she res- so retorts with, well, then you better make him believe you're having an affair then. And she's like, huh? Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, um, I, where, she's what? like, that sounds like more work than I'm willing to put in, Carolyn. But um, okay. And so, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I feel like for the first pilot, the, the, the big things that happen, we do get our first meeting between the two ladies, even though they don't know what's in store for their lives. Right. Come, um the future episodes and it sets up a good sort of trajectory for where we're going. I mean, Eve loses her job. Like she loses her job. Like she, she breaks rules. And before the episode is done, her job is gone. 
And if she doesn't look at that red flag right there, right there, is that she just started to involve herself in this case with Villanelle and she's already lost one job. And I mean, by the time this series ends, we know she's going to lose another job, but she just, she can't help herself. I mean, I think the issue is that she lost her job because Frank fired her and (laughs) Frank is wrong. And also Frank is on the take. It's like, I can't let this go because... I have to write this because even without the resources, I have to prove that I'm right. Right. That my my, instincts are correct and that I'm not just projecting all of this on to the the crimes, but that I have correctly deduced that this is a woman and she's a very particular special kind of woman killer, which seems accurate. Um, So yeah, let's, let's watch this. Rewatch the episode too. And then we'll be right back. All right, let's do it. it. And we are back. We're back for episode two, which was titled... I'll deal with him later. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Look. A mood. A mood. I think a mood for all of 2019 for me personally, but also Villanelle's mood for maybe a couple of men. Mm. Constantine, the boy that was whose name I didn't even remember, who was uh, love struck and then done uh, by the end of the episode. French. Oh. oh no, he was a French. Was he Italian or? See, he, don't no, even matter. He imported from Spain or right, whatever. Right, Spain. Because he had the uh, hairy chest and tried to be all. Uh, <laughs> if this was the really CW, sensitive. right? Exactly. He's Just, really sensitive. Mm. Oh my God! Did you hurt your head? Yeah. He's such a genuine fellow. Oh. <laughs> oh no! Stop! You're going too fast. I'm gonna. I'm, uh, uh. Before we get to that <laughs> super questionable scene, super questionable. Um, also enjoyable. Uh, also, I think she's talking about Bill too. I mean, again, I don't like, like we are like, we're watching this in retrospect. I know now that we've seen it. So who, she could be talking later. about him. Like that. There's a lot of that him. him could that could be also be Eve with Eve her man. Bill, Eve with her man. I mean, just uh, all the men potentially Eve avatar with, for all the men. Eve with a uh, Frank. Yeah. Uh, it could be, uh, Villanelle with, uh, her with either Yeah. With Constantine. Um, or her temporary boyfriend, which really just, I feel like she was just trying shit on, like trying like, oh, like how she would try on a blouse. And she was like, nah, chill. Um, so yeah, this episode opens up pretty hilariously in Bulgaria. Um, and she is, you know, killing a man. She's in process. And we see a guy like begging for his life in the window, <laughs> smearing his little bloody hand across the, the, the window. And somebody's in a public transportation bus down below. <laughs> With her earphones on, listening. She to looks up and she's like, "Oh, that's interesting. There's a man about to die, probably. Oh, running well. away from um, a woman. She's like, uh, Ma, Grandma, you, got- <laughs> you want beans? You want beans from the store? That's all I have to tell what you. That's the only new? news, right? Mm. And so I'm like, I feel like just based on this, Bulgaria has a lot of misandry energy, and I'm here for it. Yeah, but she's like, mm, I didn't see nothing, and that's the way you're supposed to be. And inside, dude is begging for his life. 
and come she's on like now. whatever no i don't speak bulgarian and then he's like he's like what do you want and she's like big life questions dude i'm not sure <laughs> oh existentialist villain now uh and then he fucks up hits her in the head with a whole ass phone and this is sorry <laughs> see he probably could have lived he probably could have lived a whole other 60 seconds had he not thrown that phone yeah she just he got, got shot immediately she after got that. real impatient like mm. Like I wasn't even gonna shoot you. Like you were gonna die a different way. A different way, but, but now it's just it's done. You just took the like you just took the fun out of it. Like you just mm. yeah. And then after she kills him, she just kind of like I mean she does her usual thing. She watches the life drain from the eyes, and then she just kind of sits down a bit pensively and appears bored and restless again. You know another common thread that we've seen from the first episode where she like does her thing. And she's kind of like oh, I guess I can shop. I guess I could. Go find somebody to schmang. This made me think of like, <laughs> I don't know if you remember or want to do this callback with the, the Once More With Feeling episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where oh she's just gosh. going through the motions. Yeah. It's, like, oh, it's just a boring kill every yeah. single day. This is all I do. Like, you, you know, you just you die. That's that's your point. And there's got to be something more to do in this life. Like, oh that's my gosh. Or like post Buffy after she came from heaven, oh, and they brought yeah. her ass back, and she's like, "I oh. was in heaven." <laughs> anyway, dare you? <laughs> We're taking a sidetrack off to a different mm-hmm. fandom, but yeah. So fucking Villanelle kills this dude. She ponders her life and potentially her next day shopping choices, mm-hmm. um, and is like, "Well, you know, life could spice up potentially a little bit." And little does she know that the spice that she is looking for is. Just literally around the corner of Discovery uh, at the end of this episode. He was like, um, no, I lost my remote, so I was just digging through the trash. <laughs> I, oh, just, I wanted remote. an excuse to talk to you, which is what it was. I'm sorry, I don't have the French Real word excuse. for this. Oh, your eye. Oh, let me help you. And I liked her her statement because I, I remember when I first watched the episode, I initially thought to myself when she was walking up in that little outfit that she had on, I was like, her jacket matches her eye her bruise right. and that's i like that and that was the answer she gave um why, why what happened to your eye oh, i wanted to i wanted, wanted to match, to match my jacket. jacket that's what happened never looking for nobody's sympathy um which is she interesting. probably bought that jacket on the way home <laughs> definitely she saw it and she was like this matches hmm. works for me i remember reading an article a little while ago that they just someone was describing Vanel, villanelle's fashion as goofy couture they, look, they say that because they they know that Villanelle can't reach them from where they're at. <laughs> the goofy couture. How, how dare you? Oh shit! She sliced the throat for that. Um, oh yeah, and then from there we cut to uh, Eve, who officially meets Carolyn at the restaurant for breakfast. Oh yes, she's so good at not being coy or or Eve is a bit suave. of a, an adorable klutz <laughs> during that whole entire meeting. She banged meeting. into the table when she sat. Yeah, bumping her knee. She tried to be sophisticated and order an alcoholic beverage before but that was 5 after, p.m. But that was after she got all twisted up where Carolyn was like, oh, are you from Connecticut? And then she just went on her ramble and then she like dropped those weird 40 and oh, my daddy. Oh, wait, not like my daddy. Oh, wait, um, I'm nervous. <laughs> when she was trying to explain Nico. Like, can I get um, a, a drink, How to explain him anyways. A drink usually uh, helps me clear my head. So what does your husband do for a living? He, um, He's, mm, uh, uh, he brushes his uh, stash <laughs> all day. TBD, we'll never find out. I mean, technically, there was a Palastri article that did get clicked on that Villanelle found 
It had something to do with something. <laughs> okay, it probably has something to do with that center. It was probably like a Polish event. Oh, let's let's Ugh. let's. So is he have like Polish a curator dinner, dinner of Polish cuisine. culture? I don't know, but so, what other? We literally have no other clues as to what Nico could be doing with his life. I except mean, the that he's most Polish. boring job he could get would be someone who is a. Uh, uh, not an artist collector. Maybe he he's guards not a, he's a not museum. Interesting enough to conduct, right. He's not interesting <laughs> enough to collect art. That's being too nice. He guards a museum, maybe. He does that. He, I don't know. Hey, any, anyways. And uh, so, yeah, so she has a conversation with Carolyn. And uh, what I, you know, Carolyn's basically like, so we raided your hard drive. Because <laughs> yes. when people get fired, that's what we do. And we found all your research. Two years worth. Of you apparently looking into this killer, why? Why'd you do that? And mm-hmm. you know, Eva's like, um, I'd rather talk about the porn if that's okay. <laughs> like, I, I, she's like, Frank, <laughs> like uh, anything else? Let me not talk about my obsession, please. Um, but then she does, and Carolyn essentially or eventually takes her over to what will be her new little uh, hideout or just the spot, the the stinky place that people do investigation right can stuff? we talk about the off the, the books the off the books rent controlled ex- spot <sighs> she brought up the fact that she walked past this office one day and saw a rat with a bottle holding it with both hands well first of all fiona shaw's delivery <laughs> delivery of that little anecdotal story was ridiculous she said she saw a rat clutching on was it a coke and she I was like was extraordinary cocaine. yeah and i would just like to say for all you listeners that um you, you probably missed this if you're not local to the New York City area, but we had our own extraordinary rat just oh, yeah. uh, a few days ago. And if you're curious about him, you can look it up. He's called Henny Rat. And that's because <laughs> a New Yorker saw a rat clutching up on an empty Henny bottle like he finished that shit. He was passed out with the Henny on the ground in the sidewalk, and someone took a photo. And then it went viral. See, the rat acts for change. And we all thought he was going to get a slice of pizza <laughs> to feed his homesick turtles that are hungry. But nope, he got that handy. I mean, so the the UK has Coke rat. But come on. We've got Henny rat. We've got pizza, pizza rat. We've got... I feel like there's several rats that have gone viral over like the past year just for being... I feel like was there way a, there was a Pokemon <laughs> battle that happened between like a oh rat and a God. pigeon. I feel oh like this is God. real. And someone said it to the Pokemon music, and gave them health bars. I can't. It was a little gross, but awesome. I can't. But so, you know, Carolyn, we appreciate that little anecdote because we too have rats that just, you know, they they are ambidextrous. They use both their little <laughs> they lose both their little arms to like drink human um liquids and our our rats level up over here and they drink henny. Um so that being said, you know, Eve was like, "Wow, that's interesting." And then they go upstairs and she's like, "This place stinks." Um but all her shit is on the wall. Everything right. she's basically been thinking about, theorizing about, the picture she's memorized inside of her head, everything is on the actual wall. She's like, "Cool." From Eve's perspective, she was like, okay, I get it. You raided my hard drive, but you made a, you made an arts and crafts display of my hard drive in this office. But she's like, well, I found my research in your hard drive. So it's like <laughs> they were both working on a side project. She's like, well, but why are you looking into it? Like, why? Kind of like, like, kind of like crime soulmates a little bit. Yes. Yes. A little crime kismet happening there. And I and think she was, was noticing during the debriefing too. And she's like, 
Yeah, saw this blood from this one little wound. Oh, that's awesome. Like, I mean, that, oh, that was disturbing. Oh, terrible. Was horrible, yeah. terrible. I'm sorry he's dead. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, no, Carolyn is definitely into that. And I mean, and she, she honestly, she just can't hide her admiration. When she's at the the brunch or breakfast with Carolyn, I and mean, she goes off on that thing where she just ends with saying, I'm a fan. I'm sorry. Like, I just, if she's not killing me and motherfuckers can't catch her, then she deserves to be free. And I, you know what? I'm with that philosophy, especially under the rules of the patriarchy. Like, I think that's how it should work. If a bitch can get away with all those damn crimes and she's too clever to be caught, well, then that's just the way that it is. Um, and so I can't find fault with Eve and her and her little, and her justifications for her slipping moral compass at that time. But, uh, oh yeah, we meet, wait, what's the dude's name? I just forgot his name. Uh, Carolyn's oh, son. son to to be further to be announced that it is her actual son, but her actual son. I hope it's her real son. But I Kenny, put it Kenny, yeah, Kenny, Kenny is his name. Kenny the son. Uh, he's there. We don't know that she's um, employing her child to work with her, but he's like a bit of an awkward type. The kind you might expect spends a lot of time inside uh, by themselves. Uh, with computers, doing numbers, doing really smart, intelligent things. Yes. And he seems to be, you know, the background hacker dude. He's there. He's just like, he's the dude in the chair. Uh, that's like, what do you need? Okay, great. I just got you this information. Um, and Eve calls in two of her buddies. She oh, calls yeah. in Elena. She calls in Bill. And there, she's like, come on, let's let's go work for Cal. Let's go work for MI6. But Bill has a little bit of a problem. On the jump, coming into the office, being a little smug, being a little sexist, being a little bit of a dick. <laughs> yeah, he definitely noticed the ratio was three to two women, women. Men, <laughs> and that the person standing up with the diagram giving out all of the deets was also a woman and mm -hmm, a woman mm -hmm. who was his uh, subordinate. So, you know, it's a shift in power for Bill, who, I mean, was previously not working, but now he's like... Uh, he can't take it. He was like, <laughs> I've been your boss for like 15 fucking years and now suddenly your mind fucked that. And so he was being whiny and pouty he literally left he did leave i mean he tried to play it off but eve was like yo you being a whole pouty ass bitch i mean i'm in charge for an hour and you can't handle it like we trade lunches every other day talking about how much we can't stand our stale marriages <laughs> and now all of a sudden because i, I don't know bill, your boss bill got a better marriage than uh, uh than I mean, yeah, bill does. got a better marriage than eve just a little bit I mean, because they sometimes actually have sex, as he later reveals. He's like, sometimes, <laughs> under the right conditions, we even have sex. With the I don't, like, lines. we know with Eve and fucking Nico, it's, it's hard out here. When the blood moons full. <laughs> I fucking can't. And back at Villanelle, you know, she, Constantine is like, you know what, bitch? I need to get you evaluated again. Assessed. I was so angry this happened, because it's like, he's noticing that, yes, she's doing things her way, because hello... If you want someone dead, that's what I do. I kill people. My way. A little now bit of you, individuality. Right. But you're saying, I told you to make it look like a suicide. Like, no, 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 no. See, all that costs way more. Actually. Way, way more. And, and he, he wasn't And also, pay for that. what kind of time did she have to make it look like a suicide? Eve was there. Maybe she just made, you know, a last minute call to be like, well, there's people here. It's impossible for me to make it look like a suicide. So I'm going to just kill everybody. So she slaps her own throat. It happens. And then she kills four <laughs> other people. Well, slip in the hand. Slip in the hand, bitch. I don't know. <laughs> oh, she's hilarious. And so Constantine 
implies that they've done this before, that Villanelle has acted out in her assassin way, be an extra, and they've decided to have her assessed by dudes. And, like, can I just object 100% to Villanelle having a male therapist? That like, what? Is it. That How is, is that. he supposed to get to the root of what's going on with this bitch, especially when she clearly, clearly has less respect for dudes? But whatever. And, of course, I don't know what kind of lens he's operating from, but he's like... Yeah, you know, as another person with a penis in the room, I can <laughs> I can see that something is not quite right uh, with the situation. So maybe I can't release her yet. Well, see, it's after after it's after they show that fucking sketch, which is interesting to me because I'm like, do we think that? As far as I can recall, I don't think they showed anything in the show to indicate that Villanelle was sketching. And between, you know, the last time we see her at her apartment and Constantine coming over. But in my mind, I'm wondering if she sketched that faceless, curly-haired person in between the time that she she killed the girl, you know, not as a suicide, saw Eve. And we know how she is. Every single woman she's seen that kind of has, like, a cough similar to Eve. Not We haven't seen one as big and as curly, which I think is deliberate in right. the show. But right. every time she sees a woman with dark hair that has a hint of curls, it catches her attention. And she she ponders or thinks for a second or picks them up. And so I think it's plausible that she saw Eve because she was especially shook. I mean, she was like, you have the nicest you have face. The right. like, you, <laughs> you, you have a really it. great you... face. And she was general shook. And um, one of the articles I read uh, way back when when they were talking about a season one and the pilot episode and everything that the writer, you know, Phoebe described it as like love at first sight, wanting it to be love at first sight. And so that impression comes off where, you know, you just see somebody and for whatever reason, unknown at that time, you have an instant connection, instant pull. That's what we see with the two of them were definitely on Villanelle's side where she's yeah, like, I, J- I, Jody, I, yeah, what? she portrayed that beautifully. She enough. played that beautifully because I feel like professional, professional Villanelle would have never, like if that would have been a red haired bitch or a short haired bitch or just somebody else, she would have exited the bathroom and been invisible the way she's supposed to be as an assassin. But it was Eve and she was like, uh, and she was only brought out of her shell shockness. Um, until Eve said something to her. And then she was like, shit, I got to go. And think- and a ship was born. <laughs> and it's not a one-sided ship either. Because even though Eve doesn't know what ship. romantic is, it's not in her marriage. She don't. It's, it's not it's in her nowhere. marriage. It's not in her fan fictions. She doesn't ship her co-workers. She doesn't... Whoa, Frank. Like, she, she could care less about what people are doing. Well, here's that. another question. How often do you think, especially because of how they've how they've contrasted Eve and her characterization with Villanelle. Villanelle's young, she's um, trendy, she is aware of some sense of style, and Eve is the complete opposite. You know, the the, the wardrobe people have said they went to thrift stores and, like, flea markets, and basically, uh-huh. you know, the, the bargain bin at Old Navy um, uh, yeah, <laughs> to, that's to find her right. shit. And so it's interesting that like we have this 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 contrast between the two women and but i think I it's don't... that whole force that whole unsanctioned mission is full of misfits who are not high fashion trendy she's like oh thank god i could count on you to also not have a life because i have questions oh, yeah. the answers to right now <laughs> so it's like you know none of her friends are in the lovey-dovey scenarios so she's not thinking about that kind of love but every time she goes to do something with her hair which is usually oh that's what nothing I was say. she needs to do but that's it's like a say. callback to that one time i don't think her husband girl. said it right i don't think that was my that was my assumption is that because eve lives such a plain life and her whole th- everything down to her job is like don't notice me don't pay attention right that if that's carried onto her relationship led to the bed death and that this is the first time in plausibly years that someone has commented on her hair and made her yes, feel good yes. and she's like what 
<laughs> Yo. So and like, so a ship is born, my friends. A so ship is I born. should wear it down because it because it, it looks, looks good, good. <laughs> right? I never thought she about. She said no one has said that shit to right. me in a real long time, not since 1999. <laughs> right. <laughs> in the club. Um. So yeah. So that's my personal headcanon. And I think we can go with it that that's that that is the the inner conversation happening with Eve and why she remembers that situation because what other what other reason is there to remember uh, the nurse unless she actually left an impression? Um, she was in the bathroom and everyone in that hospital died, but she remembers that someone told her her hair was pretty, right? <laughs> she remembers that shit, and so just so Villanelle, she's in a freaking she's in um. The session. And so we, you know, I think that that was Eve that she was sketching up on. And I think Constantine, when he was at the crib, like it was supposed to be a suicide bitch that he sees this, the picture somewhere on her on her stuff. And is like, oh, clearly this bitch needs to be assessed because they think it's some remnants with Anna. And like we said before, that statutory rape, it obviously ended really badly. It ended yes. with murder, ended with castration, but also vastly inappropriate. Um, and despite Villanelle's psychopathic tendencies, the teacher's in the wrong. I didn't like the assessment and then bringing up her trauma and hoping yeah, that she reacts of, to it. What kind, I of, need to, what kind of therapy is that? Where, where did where, where, where they do that at it's to like, help people? All right, so these are your triggers. We want to see how you react to all of your triggers in a row and go. Right. Oh, oh, you were shaken up a little bit, so we're going to say that you're not stable enough to proceed with your next mission but how do they have people to assess whether you're stable but not things to help you restabilize like how, do, just, they, right. how do they just say oh you're unstable well fuck that you 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 locked up we're not sending you out you're oh. you're on probation oh so after he assumes well demands that she gets you know assessed and then she's like what could you at least give me a name she gets the uh the wine out of the fridge and he says, Eve Palastro. And soon <laughs> yeah. as he says the oh, name. Oh, the champion. She pops. <laughs> oh. And then you had to see the the frothy. Like, it was. The frothy really, ejaculate. No, oh, my God. Let's not call but back to that fan fiction no, from you, so many moons ago. But, <laughs> but that's exactly what it looked like. Her her cup, her bottle overfloweth in that moment. When and she you know what also is fantastic? That was that was incidental in the scene. Like they didn't plan it. Jody just went, went with it that she popped the bottle like that and had that reaction. I say again, kismet. Fate. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, because that's the, what other kind of euphemism do you need visually <laughs> to explain her literal excitement? I mean, she can't hide it from the minute she has a knife on Constantine and shit. And he's like, Oh, well, you know, there's a, there's this woman. And she's like, a woman, a whole department off a little old me. Are you, are you sure? <laughs> How exciting. And it's like her fucking life and interest take an immediate turn the minute Constantine is like, so I got to tell you something. I mean, she's been flawlessly getting away with everything she's been doing, not just because she's been following the rules, but because she's a woman and no one suspects. No and one it's easier to blend. It's easier her. to get close to some of yes. these men who As we've seen would never suspect a woman that looks like her to be dangerous. Like the young girl who um who was playing the server and she was like, Well, here's the special <laughs> <laughs> And then she ran around and flipped her skirt around yeah, and, yeah. and took her necktie out, was like, Oh, I'm just a Catholic school girl. I don't know yeah. who I'm looking for. A woman's ability to blend can be a gift in this patriarchal world when you wish to dole out uh violence with extreme prejudice. And yes. so yes. I'm with that shit. Um, I think it's kind of like it, it actually goes to their shitty therapy that they question her about being Anna. And it's not Anna. Yeah, if you watch this bitch, she's Anna. turning around looking at so many, so many women. It's not Anna. She's done with Anna. But obviously 
this idea, this archetype of of Anna's look or Anna's aesthetic is something that Villanelle is into. Um, and so what happens after that? After they deny her her kill and she really wants the breathy one. Oh, wait, she, she right. She, she's closeness. back with Sebastian, right? Doesn't she yes. hang out with that motherfucker? Right. Yes. Um, he, he brings her some cream for her eye and she's like, <laughs> let's let's do something. She's like, do something normal. Normal. <laughs> what, do the, what do the heteros do? What do they do on a Saturday night? And, you know, they go out on their date. They're walking down. Um, what's that place in France? It's like, it's semi-famous. Ah, oh, gosh. Shons. Shons something. I think I think that's where they were but it's like a pretty place anyway they're she, over there she starts <laughs> talking about her job but she's using of course metaphors she's like you know I work really hard to be a perfume she's like I love blah. national anthems they're literally he's like what kind of music do you like she's like national anthems and he's like oh she's like you got a problem B? <laughs> what's wrong with that he's like your boss sounds like a real bastard she's like I know <laughs> You should just uh, let your passion, you <laughs> know, passion. rule you. She's like, oh, you you look like you're fired up. Like, okay. I feel like she only requested to go to his bunk um, after she had her little, like, five-second fantasy about the woman who passed her. Because it was an extremely long look. I yeah. mean, he's he's in the middle of a sentence, and she's like, whatever, following this girl for at least four seconds, five seconds and of my eye like, time. He's like, do you know her? She's, she's like, like, no. Nope. Uh, but let's go back to your place. Yep. While, while I still have this <laughs> fire burning in my crotch, let, let's get this fire over with. Burning. And they cut to the scene. It's all right. It's it it's, is it's it's it's, it's it's. I felt bad for. I felt. I mean, lucky him, but I just felt bad. I mean, she definitely wasn't getting what she needed. Um, I mean, all. look, look, look. She rode his dick like she was trying to do damage to him psychically like with his emotions but also with his physicality and she, i'm gonna say i don't know how many people have seen this movie i don't know if you've been traumatized like me like i was because i wasn't expecting this movie when i saw it but it's with rachel evanwood i want to say it came out like a year or so ago i don't fucking know it's called the lore i and know what you're talking about okay. but i did not look look i wasn't look i didn't know i was like wow we're getting into pedophilic weird territory like with girls like why who asked for this content but that's where they are and there's a scene early in the movie where her character is like fucking a dude and like the rage and sheer anger and disgust that she has while she's riding this dude that she like starts smacking him and choking him out and stuff where he like and eventually throws her off and she's like well what the fuck I was trying to get off and he's like um you're disturbed (laughs) but this is this is what this reminded me of it was like angry just sort of like like you disgust me but I'm still on this dick because well (laughs) She here. definitely here had his throat in a vice. She, yeah, she was choking him out. He was like, wait, wait. For her pleasure. She stole his nut from him. He was trying to like have like a session. She was like, nope, nope, this is going to end He was now. trying to edge. He was trying to edge and yeah, practice the no. tantric. <laughs> she was, he was like, no, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh. She's like, bitch, whatever. <laughs> and then wait, he was like, did you? Did you? <laughs> She's like, did, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. No, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Mm. Why he believed <laughs> her. And then he's like, I will never, ever hurt you, bitch. That's when the lady boner okay. went down. And she was like, uh, this is, we're done here. Lady boner was gone immediately. She was like, um, so it turns out I'm going to try to get my job back. I'm going to try to push through that breakthrough I was telling you about and um which really means carry out her murder hmm. which she does she goes to what is that like some sort of political like dinner or something as like one of the hired staff and this was amazing because when the guy was rushing 
to get everyone in places. He's like, are you new? She's like, no. Like, God, like, <laughs> like what is with men thinking that, like, I, hello, like, you see me, like, 15 times. But he's like, I mean, whatever, you're late. Like, <laughs> and, of course, she just sneaks right in. And uh-huh. I'm like, God, she's so good at this. Yep, yep, yep. And I'm like, oh, this political lady, this is a high-profile kill. I didn't know she's, she says a toast to her, like, uh, her massive benefactor is like, oh, this woman who's funding your campaign. That's right, your target. Right, right, right. I, I didn't think that was what it was going to be. Like, <laughs> Ever since I was younger, I wanted to be an entrepreneur just like you. She had a real good story. Uh, real good. She was like, I just want to name. In fact, I named this perfume after you. You inspire me. You inspire me, girl power. And so the girl was like, okay, yeah, yeah. And then she got the perfume and she was like, baby, this don't even smell like nothing. It smells like air. She was like, that's because it's poison. <laughs> and she, died. she died. She died. And Villanelle was like, looking at your eyes, lose the light. Mm-hmm. Um, she loves watching somebody She really die. do. She really do. She get, I mean, I, I think there are a few times where Villanelle gets actual thrills. I feel like the thrill of her kill, like if there's a, if there's some sort of barometer as to when her adrenaline or uh, endorphins or whatever she's getting a rush of when she kills, it peaks at the look, but it's probably very short lived and then it's done, which is why she always does it because it's, it's, I mean, I, I'm going to say it's obsessive in a sense, like whatever she is looking for or thinks she's trying to understand upon death, it's, it's insatiable. And she's always going to look because I don't know that she'll find what she's looking for because it's probably impossible. Um, right. To find what she's looking for on an existential level, but yeah, I mean, that's Villanelle for you. And back at the back at the crib, the stinky crib for, of MI six, <laughs> we got Kenny out here talking about BYOTP. Bring your oh. own toilet paper to the bathroom. He tried to say. Uh, Eve, how many squares would you like? Now, first of all, if anyone offers me like they're trying to, first of all, why are you ripping my squares? Right. To wipe my booty. Have like, why noticed? are you doing that? <laughs> why so you? First off, this is my toilet paper and I'm on it. It belongs to me. But I understand that you have <laughs> needs. But, so I'm going to be willing to spot you three squares. <laughs> until um, you oh, bring your toilet paper squares. roll in and then I will get the Yo. first four squares. Of yours. Like, these ain't Lucy's. This isn't cigarettes. And first of all, if he told me he was only using three squares, I'd be disturbed. And I'd be like, first of all, that's not enough squares. <laughs> That's not enough squares to maintain hygienic, hygienic situation environment around those regions. I, I Just hope, a guess. Right. I hope you do your own laundry, Kenny, because ill. Please. Ew. I, I don't think he does, though. His mama or actually maybe not his mama, but his mama's maid mm-hmm. does his laundry for sure. Yeah. Um and Bill is fighting <laughs> with Eve. Bill's still fighting with Eve. Like, I don't know if it's a woman. I don't know if it's a woman. And then even if it is a woman, the woman is irrelevant. I'm it's like, irrelevant. You know, it's about the it's about the people behind the woman. Yeah, he's a dick. I, I mean, ugh. I like Bill, but also he's a massive dick in this episode. Massively condescending. The first time I saw this, I did lots of yelling because I'm tired of people not agreeing with Sandra O oh as a woman on screen. Yeah. <laughs> like just, just give her what she there. wants. Like, I mean, Hello, this is a funded operation with someone who has the same brainchild theory that she does. So how about we just work on these leads and not ignore the fact that these all work? Right, right, right. Oh, and then um, who's who goes to the pub? Elena. Elena's at the pub. Oh, yeah, they tell um, her to They go. meet up with Bill. <laughs> Elena and Bill meet up. 
or with Frank, and they yeah. ask about the CCTV. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because in that little sort of like Wendy banter, Elena makes it clear that she's not asking Homeboy out, which I can understand. Just want to get that on the table. Like, I just want to <laughs> put this on the table. Just want to retable it for you, Frank. Just want to make it clear. Absolutely fucking clear. I'm not asking you out. This is strictly, strictly professional for business. I do not have an Abraham I do Lincoln not. fetish. Oh. Wow. Abraham Lincoln. I'm I mean, upset at how accurate that is. About yeah, Abraham he's Lincoln very awkward and trying to be this tall, whatever he's trying to be. He's, he's just a- mad no one cares about his deceased wife. Well, oh. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Why Frank. did I laugh when he told me that it happened? I don't know. I'm a terrible person. Uh. He called he called Eve a tiresome think bucket. And I remember that because I was like, that is such a British fucking thing to say. A tiresome think bucket. But it reminds me of when I was in fourth grade and my teacher called me a chatterbox. I think it's rude. <laughs> yeah, it, to tell it, women they should think less, talk less, just be a little more silent. Um, I will always disagree with that sentiment, and Eve disagrees with that sentiment as she should. Um, so yeah, they find out that the CCTV was a lie. He's drunk. He's trying to get a cab home. Elena's like, "What you two did was very rude. <laughs> very rude, you guys. You guys got to be better people." I love Elena. She's great. Uh, she was like, "Oh, this was so much fun." <laughs> Isn't it crazy how, or it's just wild that when Eve goes home, like she's like, after she's had this like amazing great day, I mean, she's sort of like been like, Bill, you're wrong. And all these other things. I mean, I'm, I'm skipping ahead a little bit because she like has that revelation, you know, later on that she's mm. like, you know, she's in the mirror. She's fucking with her hair. She's like, wait a minute. That pretty gal I saw in the bathroom at the murder. Said, wait a minute. Wait, pull up the entire staff of females. She's like the whole staff, this- the whole shit. I need to know, even the ones that didn't work that day, even the ones that got fired, all of them. I just right. need to see all of them. And she basically is like, I feel like I have met this bitch. And back at the, back in Paris, uh, Villanelle's Googling. She's yes. doing her Googles. That's and she's like, well, who is this? Who is palastri. this? Palastri, palastri, palastri. Yeah. And then she sees the image. And she's like, hold up, zoom, 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 zoom. Oh my God. <laughs> it's the same woman from the bathroom. Oh. What the fuck? I think it was interesting, too, how in that episode, like, when she's at home and she's, like, talking to Nico, she's, like, got a new fire. Like, when we've seen them, they've been drabbed. They've been dead. They forget to kiss each other hello and good night. But today, or in this day, in this episode, she's excitable. She's got a, a clear glow. And Nico she, says something about that. He's like, wow, you look really happy. Like Because she got her breathy kill. That's what she wanted. Those are her favorite kinds of kills. No, no, right? not Villanelle. Eve. Like, oh. she, because she's, because she's, she's on the case. She's, oh, she's yes. working for MI6. Like, it's literally, <laughs> like, yeah. Nico was like, wow, you're glowing. Like, wow, what's going on, babe? And she's I'm like, getting I'm getting sex. <laughs> All of the things. I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited about getting closer to my favorite assassin. I mean, it's 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 pretty great. I also liked when we had that banter earlier on between Villanelle and um, Constantine. Where she's like, we can fight. <laughs> He's like, but then you'll get tired and I'll get bored. And you'll get dead. Yeah. It's you how, really that's how don't I like end me it. when I'm bored. Yeah. That's how I end it. Oh, and also Villanelle, who had told us she likes uh, national anthems, was listening to the French national anthem from 17 some other fuck on the computer, which, wow. I mean, I guess, but do we think she has a national anthem playlist? More than likely. I mean, more than likely. Oh, do we t- say that um, a granny neighbor was like, oh, good job screwing the door. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, those acrobatics, I approve of the sound effects. They mm-hmm. sounded good. Ugh. I mean, I think she. I think it sounded like misandry because there's no, 
there was no there was no moaning coming from 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 Villanelle. Yeah, like no, it no, was no. all from dude. Yeah, he it was, was all from dude. She was stealing his soul. Ultimately, <laughs> that's what it was. Removing it from his. And body. I'm sure that this woman has lived a full life. I wonder if she used to be what Villanelle is now. What do you mean? Like she was the killer of her time that never got caught that no one ever checked for because she was that good at what she did and then she retired peacefully (laughs) one could only hope that's actually the kind of story that's like that's like you know atomic blonde but assassin at 85 i mean but look at her she's taking out her own garbage there's no man around her She's, she's pretty she's pretty active yeah for an old bitty um I like that story. We'll, we'll, we should go with that until further notice, especially because as the series goes on, we're like, this bitch knows more than she's letting on because it takes us till the end of the series to be like, oh, right. so this bitch has actually been keeping tabs on Villanelle this whole time. Um, and how, how, how close are the tabs? How right. close were the tabs? Is there a hole in the wall? Is there like some sort of audio thing um, besides her notes that she's doing? So... I mean, pretty. I the walls could be thin there, which I mean means that she could hear every conversation that Constantine has with her, and it's like, wow. <laughs> and you know, and it's not like you know, it's it's untraceable because all of her That's notes true. and data is it's all like analog, you know. So it's like, well, I'm just gonna keep writing what I gotta write, <laughs> and whenever it's time I mean, for she's someone not gonna, to, she's not gonna kill that paycheck. She's been getting paid to do it, right? She so might as well. Mm. Her notes are faithful. Oh, and then homeboy comes back and is like, "Oh, it's your brother." Oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> so, how did it go? Did you um, did you wow them with your perfume? Can can I smell it? You know, well, I'm, I'm just gonna take this and I'm gonna smell it on my own time. I'm exactly. so proud. I'm so proud of you. And then he goes out to the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. It, it, we should not make assumptions and just take people's shit without asking. I think that's the lesson men should learn here from this episode that's is that just don't go into your 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 lady shit or your your you wanted to be your lady like they at best they had a hookup. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We're not even we're not even talking about a date. We're not even talking about the perspective of of coupledom. We're talking about sex. And he's up here going into her private things. To like, I mean, he deserved that death. He deserved the L because, quite frankly, I don't care how sweet you are. Don't go on somebody's shit without asking. Yep. Because, I, no, I was just trying to be sweet. I was just trying to let you know that I was going to smell this without asking your permission first to give you my thoughts, to be reassuring the way that I feel like you need. And it's like, Villanelle doesn't need any of that, any of your reassurance. Yep. And if she was going to take reassurance from anyone, it might be Constantine. But even then, she's like, fuck you, Constantine. I'll slit your throat. Um, and so, yeah. And I think Constantine so far, you know, is the only dude that she has a modicum of of feelings for. But when I say that, I say like feelings that are controllable in the way that Okoye did in Avengers. Like, oh, do you love me? Yeah, but would you kill me for Wakanda? Bitch, without question. (laughs) And so that's what I feel like Villanelle and like Constantine, that she does have a degree of care and concern for him. But if they're like, yo, would you kill Constantine for your job? And she's like, without question. Which, spoiler alert. Uh, Okay, okay. (laughs) Spoiler alert. A little bit, a little spoiler. I mean, she's ultimately, I see her as looking for her way out. And so she's like, well, depending on how useful you are to me, Constantine, you will live. 
So talk to me about the 12. Talk to me about the show. And he's like, well, we don't know anything until the time. Or we don't know. Oh, mm-hmm. but I we, mean- just, we just have to lay low until it's. Oh, oh, is that is that your answer? Because my knife is in your neck or <laughs> is that like the truth? And she doesn't even answer. get I mean, she doesn't get the answer about the 12 until later in the season, halfway through when she has more interactions with Eve. But I think that's part of the interesting thing about their relationship is that we meet villanelle in these first two episodes she's still very carefree i mean she's bored and she is obviously you know looking for something to capture her interest but she's she's chill she's like whatever i'm over here doing my thing and by the time she's done fucking with eve and they have the little conversations she's like well who is who are these people i'm working for what are they up to Mm -hmm. and that first time she asked constantine i want to say episode six or seven eh, one of those is when constantine is like "Uh uh-oh and in my head that's when he's like, well, I I got to switch on this bitch. I got to go into self-preservation mode because yep. things are getting weird. And then um, we get high. I'm your new handler. <laughs> like, well, uh, I can't wait till we get to that because mm-hmm. he, you know, well, he miscalculated. He miscalculated that, that handler, <laughs> handler that lasted all the five minutes in the future. But uh, I feel like these were, you know, these were definitely strong foundation building episodes. She went from show. she went from nobody can touch me. I'm the best in the world at what I do to somebody has a shit. whole fucking department. <laughs> so wait, she's like, so you're not telling me that not only am I like the best and like undetectable, but I'm actually detectable. And there's a woman who's detected me and knows that all these are me for two years. And she's been looking for me. Oh, she has a department. Oh, new obsession. Mm-hmm. Instantaneous. I have a toy. Oh, you have a postcard? I don't want your postcard. I have a thing that I'm doing, and this is It's it. like automatically, if I had to guess, I would say Villanelle is more on the side of homoromantic. Well, she'll like fuck dudes, but it seems like she's more interested in getting into emotional entanglements with women, judging from what we've seen in the show. And so it's like, okay, that's it's an immediate, it's the immediate curiosity of like just someone's trying to catch me. I'm so arrogant. I'm so narcissistic. I think I'm the best. Who could possibly catch me? Oh, but there is someone who potentially could because they're this close and they have all these things. Because if it wasn't a serious, Constantine would not say this shit to me. Furthermore, you know, he's he asked her initially, keep that shit, like keep it on the down low. <laughs> it's just between you and me. And so how could you not be immediately enthralled if you're a villanelle with right. this woman who has just figured you fucking out for two years and then she fucking, when she eventually sees Eve, she's like, why'd you look at this bitch? <laughs> Amazing! Look at her fashion. Like it was her this whole time, mm. with that hair. That's what I think at the end of the episode is like that that weird moment is that she's like, "Holy shit!" That woman that I've been thinking about, that I drew that little picture about, that's just like been coming back into my head because I was like, "She was pretty." She's the one obsessively. Oh, this and is then nice. you know she went to the bathroom and got four squares of toilet paper and went to Happy Town. <laughs> well, considering her confession in the last. Uh, Season finale episode. Pretty sure some of y'all listening know exactly what I'm talking about. We can imagine what Villanelle did that later that evening in her bunk. She mm-hmm. was like, hmm, I have thoughts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come find me. Um, it started then. That, that was when the kink started, I think, mm-hmm. just a little bit. And it makes perfect sense. Why not? Right? Like, live a little. Love a little. Have, expel your frustrations and stuff. Because... That's what they have to do. Also, shout out to Villanelle's fashions. I felt like I was going to say what she was wearing in episodes one and two that I liked. But what I definitely liked the most were those Balenciaga boots that she's wearing with the um, 
the pink tulle dress she's wearing by Molly Goddard, which I feel like is vintage. I want to say 2016 line. I could be wrong. Don't quote me, people. I read it like two weeks ago. But the boots, the boots, the boots, you guys. And the contrast with that dress. I want to say that I looked for those boots. I really did. But I have big feet and tall. And my size is not in stock. I'm 5'11 and a half. If anyone sees my size, European 42, 43, please, please write in to Well Well Fill and Tell me where I can get those Balenciagas because I want them. And yes, it is entirely because I saw it on Killing Eve, but like deal with it, right? I was the same way about those jeans Janelle Monet wears in um, The Way You Make Me Feel. Oh, I don't, yes. who, who makes those jeans? I still like, haven't figured it out. I, I but I need that. I need, or sew them myself. I need to exactly. sew a pair myself. Just, just get two different colors and just snip them down the middle. <laughs> Get somebody to sew a little. Maybe I should just find like a cosplayer. I don't. I feel like it would go badly. Like I feel like I should try just because I'm crafty, but at the same time, I don't want it to suck. Well, the first time's not going to be perfect, but I really don't want that bad first time. So yeah, I I totally get (laughs) right. Like I just, I just want, I just want it to be great. I just want it to be great. Um, I feel like we covered all the major stuff that happened this episode, right? Like. Yes, I always I end up say. wanting to slip ahead to other things, but no, we must take our time. All right. So hopefully you guys enjoyed episode two as much as we did. Uh, give us your thoughts and feedback, comments. Uh, if it's your rewatch as we're waiting and counting down for season two, we're going to try to do, if we can, two episodes. Probably two because I feel like, well, yeah, because we'll have to do two and two, and then the rest we can do sing- single episodes okay. before the premiere. And since everything really picks up, I know I said last episode, episode six. I really mean episode five when they come together and the series just levels up entirely for the rest of, well, the remainder of the episodes. And so we'll do, so we covered one and two this episode. Next episode we'll cover three and four, and then we'll single it out, five, six, seven, and eight up until the release of season two premiere of Killing Eve. And what a glorious release that is going to be. We're going to freak all the way out, all the way out, probably try to put some stuff on social media to share in our hysteria um, and straight up excitement about what's going on. And that's it that's, yeah that's i feel I like got. that is everything that's all i got i'm sorry i was looking at no, yeah i was getting distracted by how horrible uh the pants were of the dude like i was just looking at my photos that i had where she's like my fashion photos she's like a mu- wearing a mew mew dress when she's with sebastian but sebastian's fashions are woeful well he's just supposed to be looking at me i'm hairy he's like look at me i'm an <laughs> i'm an artist from europe and i'm just so lovely and sensitive and about to die if Fabio um, had a godson or a love what? child, <laughs> it would have been Sebastian. Oh my gosh. I freaking can't. I will right. pose for your Nora Roberts novel. Roberts novel. Uh, I was going to, yeah, no, this is like regular episodes where I'm like, oh, next season, next week's episode previews all. But I'm pretty sure next episode starts out with Eve on her fantastic soliloquy. About cat-like eyes, delicate features. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. I just have a question early, early for you guys. What kind of a person remembers those kinds of specific details about a person they saw once? I don't know. I mean, someone in love, maybe. I don't know. I love maybe. at first sight, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, possibly. I mean, that's incredible. That's just an incredible amount of detail. But we will get into it next week. 
All right. Until next time, here's hoping you get killed by a woman. Yes. Peace. Bye.